Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Apologies for dropping late. Uh, you knew I was in at the Toronto show um, this past weekend. I got in uh, late in the afternoon on Sunday, and uh, I think today's delivering this episode today was going to be a lot better than uh, delivering it last night when I was pretty tired. Uh, also, apologies for not providing videos from the show, uh, as I talked about doing. Um, you know, showing up at these shows, you know, I have, uh, you know, got the iPhone and I'm taking it out to take videos and people are running around like a just go to these shows now. People are coming around with camera crews and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm all by myself. I'm trying to hold the backpack. I'm trying to hold the case. I'm pulling out a phone. It's, and then I see these people show up and one person's making a deal. Two people are videotaping, you know, one person's and I'm like, I, I can't even compete with this stuff. So my apologies from there. I, I, I don't think they, uh, you know, what I would be able to produce would, uh, I mean, it may, it may make people not want to watch. I don't know. But anyways, apologies. But wow, what a weekend. Um, went to the Toronto show. Uh, I'm excited to say mission accomplished. What I talked about going up there doing. Uh, and I was able to make a card addition to the PC that I never saw coming. Uh so I started out Friday morning. Uh, it was a little rough Friday. I left the house like 4.30 a.m. Uh, heading to LaGuardia Airport, New York. It's about an hour and 40-minute drive. Uh, I jump on the highway. The next town over, I mean, I think I was maybe three exits in. Uh, and all of a sudden, the police are blocking the highway. So when I see it coming, I'm, I know the area. I'm like, oh, I'll get off an exit. And I see the exit I could have gotten off, but they were blocking the exits off too. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, I figured at some point I figured out we were just, uh, you know, being used as a roadblock for someone. They were waiting to come through and kind of stopping them to get through. Uh, and after about 25 minutes, they ended up opening up the, uh, the highway and let it through. I said, okay, my blood pressure is back down again. You know, I have plenty of time, you know, I'll make the plane and uh, I get down to uh, LaGuardia. I prepaid for parking. I get to where I'm going. And, you know, I talked to a lot of people about this. They said, oh, you're flying out of LaGuardia. I said, yeah. I said, it's so much cheaper. And they go, oh, but the parking, I said, oh, I got this great parking. I prepaid for it. And they're like, wow, that's amazing. They must've changed things up. Well, of course I get down there. I pull into the parking thing and they're like, yeah, no, we're full. I'm like, well, no, I prepaid. They're like, yeah, we're full. You can go somewhere else. Uh, we'll refund your money back to you. I'm like, oh, great. So the lady says, well, there's a place right up the street. Go up there. So I pull out. I, you know, I take a left. I go about a half a mile. There's a sign that says airport parking with shuttle. 
I'm like, great. I pull in there. I take a ticket. <laughs> there was no parking in there. I drove around and around and around. And then I left. And of course, they charged me a whole day parking. I was there for like two minutes. So I have to work on uh, getting that refund back. But then from there, I'm like, I have no idea where to go. So I'm just going to drive to the airport. Uh, I pulled into the airport, uh, said, you know, if you're on this side of the airport, here's the parking garage. I just pulled in and parked. I said, I, I don't even know. You know, I don't even know what it is. It was uh, and they had an easy pass lane. So I pulled in with my easy pass. And uh, even to this point, when I, I tried looking up easy pass today, there was no uh, there was nothing on there yet. So I'm not even sure what I paid for parking there. Um, but anyways, I finally got in, finally got to the gate. Now it's time to relax, ready to go. Uh, you know, just a little uh, regroup there, grab a coffee, I'm ready to go. Uh, I got to Toronto. It was an easy flight. Got to Toronto, went straight to the hotel, uh, dropped off my bags, uh, basically headed straight to the show. Uh, I purchased the VIP so I could get in, uh, you know, a half an hour early to each show. Uh, so I headed right over and I got in early. Um to the show. And, you know, at first I was a little worried. I mean, I kind of understood it afterwards when I really started thinking about it, but you know, I'm going in with my stuff. I'm planning on selling my stuff and I get in there and, you know, I'm saying, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. The show's just getting ready. Uh, you buying hockey? Oh, of course I am. You know, and they're pulling the cards out. They're like, Oh, I like this card, this card, that card. And they want to give me like 30% or 40% comps on the card. I'm like, oh, no, I'm all set. I'm going to hold on to the card for that. Um, and it was early. I mean, the show had just started. I mean, dealers hadn't even made sales yet. So I kind of understood that a little bit. And I could see the pattern there. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go. Let me go walk the show. Let me just walk this whole show, see what's going on, make my my first round, and then you know decide from there. Um, so walking the show, um, and I also felt, you know what, if I could, if I could, you know, wait till later in the day on Friday, cause I felt Saturday was going to be the busiest day. That would be the hardest day. I think when it's so busy to try to sell cards to people. So I figured I can, I can, if I can wait till later in the day on Friday, let the dealer start making some sales and then, you know, kind of offer, you know, offer my cards up then. Um, so I started walking around, I'm walking the show, uh, and my first hour I show up at, uh, on IG at sluggers 55, uh, I showed up at his table, uh, and I looked there in the case and there it was just screaming at me. Here I am. Take me home. A card I've been looking for, for a really really long time, uh, at a reasonable price as well. I mean, I've seen one or two at a, you know, completely out outrageous price, but it was a 2013 upper deck employee exclusive PMG purple, the 125 Mike Tyson. Uh, I saw that and it, you know, you hear me talk about sometimes I pick up a card or I see a card and I say, I know that card's coming home with me. I just have to figure out how to make it happen. Uh, and this was one of those cards. Um, and it was enough motivation for me. I, I talked to the guy for a little while and, you know, he told me it was a consignment card and he couldn't do trades on it. He wanted cash for the card. Uh, so I said, okay, there's my motivation. Let me dig in and, uh, you know, start selling my cards. There's, there's some nice motivation for me right there. 
Uh, I negotiated a little with him. Uh, he said, yeah, you know, I said, look, I, I don't have it now, but you know, I can, uh, you know, I can go work on that. I could probably come up with it, but I, I just want to know where we stand on the price. I, I needed to know that before I walked off and, you know, he was going to adhere to that the rest of the weekend, uh, you know, just kind of get, get my mind in place what I'm doing. Uh, so I left Mike there alone all by himself in the case. And, uh, you know, I went to work. Um, after I walked the whole entire show, I circled all the way back to the beginning. And a couple of the people I talked to about the cards, I just kind of passed by. Uh, and then I just started going table to table. The, you know, the guys that I felt, you know, they either had signs that they were buying or it looked like they were, you know, you know, probably reasonable to negotiate with too, you know, and I mean, you know that if you go to a show, you know, certain people and, and you know, it's hard to judge a book by the cover. I, I absolutely understand that, but certain people, I think you just feel more comfortable with approaching saying, Hey, you guys buying or whatever. And, uh, you know, and to me being on the other side of the table all weekend, it was kind of cool because I'd walk up to a table and I would know, I know it from that, that side, but not so much this side. Um, and some people wouldn't even acknowledge you were there. Other people are like, Hey, how's it going? What are you looking for? You know, where are you from? Like, you know, so certain people were just much friendlier than others. Uh, and, and I think I've, I've, I've picked up a few tips that I'm going to use myself being a dealer of things that people were saying or doing with me that I'm like, well, I like that. I, I mean, I think I might give that a try. Um, I know everything doesn't work for everybody, but maybe I'll mold it to be my own. Right. Um, for the most part, everyone loved my high-end stuff, the high-end cards that I had, the hockey cards. Um, but they just, it was, it's not that I was asking too much money. It's just they felt the cards were too much money. Um, and they were buying, you know, lower price stuff, that uh, the low pop, high press price stuff, the dealers. And a lot of them said, if this was last year, I'd buy all those cards from you because I know people were coming in to buy them. This year, that's not what people are looking for. People are looking for those one hundred to one thousand dollar cards. Not you know, not not much over that. They're all looking for the young guns um, cards. Is really what the hottest card. No matter who you had, if you had a young guns PSA ten, which I had a bunch of them, uh, I had a bunch of young, and I left some home too uh, because the prices I felt the comps for us were low on it, uh, and cards that I would want to keep anyways and hold on to. But when I got there, I realized, oh my God, I could have gotten that much money for the, I mean, I, if I would have known that I probably would have taken them along too, but I, I, I kept, um, uh, probably 12 young guns, PSA tens here. I left them here in the office just because I, I, I just wasn't ready to sell them. And I just felt these are great players and our, our comps on them are very low, but up there, the comps were much higher. Um, lesson learned on that. Uh, a lot of dealers were confirming, and I just talked about this, what I talked about on last week's episode, adjusting dealer strategies. And they talked about adjusting from last year, from last year's show to this year's show. You know, everybody was getting, putting cards in their, in their case. And even as far as buying, you know, those cards that I had that were five, six, seven, eight hundred dollar cards, 
you know, I think the five, six, seven hundred dollar cards were the sweet spot for them because they could take them, they could put them in because you know, the, the, the money, and I'll get into that later, there's an exchange rate on the money. So if a card like for us is 500, it could be like seven something in Canadian. Right. So, um, our, our 100 to 1000 is there, you know, 200 to 1400, right. Same, same similar price range on that. Um, interesting note. And I, I, I don't know really how to explain it. So I'm just going to put it out there and I'm sure there's an explanation, but when it came to getting comps on cards, you know, I was pulling up all eBay card ladder, you know, just because when you have low pop cards, you want to be able to show people like they'll look at a card and say, Oh, how are you determining this card is $750 or $1,000 when it's a pop one or a pop two. And then I show comparison and I, and I kind of had them, you know, bookmarked and held and I kind of knew where to find them and pull them up quick. But then dealers were pulling out their phones and, and coming up with these comps and sales that no matter what I did on my phone, I could not come up with. They were on, you know, eBay Canada and E and and one thirty point Canada, so it's CA for Canada. Um, when I did the same searches on my phone, I didn't have those. I didn't have those same sales that they were coming up with. And some of them are like, "Oh no, one of these just sold in February." I'm like, "February?" I'm like, "I, I have zero comps, zero everything on all mine here. Everything I look up, there's zero comps, and no nobody even knows how to price it." And, and they're, I'm looking at their phones. I mean, at first I thought it was a trick. I'm like, how are you coming up with these comps? And people were coming up with these such low comps. And you would think in the Canadian, with Canadian money, our money being, you know, worth more. So their, their prices are higher to, to equal the same thing that some of their Canadian prices were, were lower than the American comps. And I'm like, how is this even possible? So I started just started talking to one dealer. I said, and he says, I, I know, you know, you guys come up here to the show and you have all these, you know, super high comps, but you're missing all our Canadian comps. And we, uh, we went, took our, took the iPhones out and we just did the exact same search and we looked it up and we had our, our results were completely different. And me, you know, being looking through, even though I was in Canada, I'm still pulling up USA stuff because my phone is, you know, registered in the US. And them being in Canada, he couldn't pull up the same comps that I had. So it was interesting that, you know, when I was trying to sell some cards and I say I knew the card was like $500, I mean, just to say 500 American, right? Which would have been 700 and something Canadian. And they're like, oh yeah, the last one just sold for like three twenty-five Canadian, and I'm which would have made that card about two hundred dollars, right? And I'm like, how is that even possible? I mean, they had the comps; they were showing me the comps on their phone. Um, not to say I didn't, you know, I was I was still holding to what my prices were because I just felt, you know, that's that's. And there was a lot of a lot of people from the U.S. there. There was a lot of people up there, and a lot of people bringing, you know, U.S. USD bringing, you know, us cash to pay for things too, which I didn't even think to do. Uh, and people really wanted us cash. I just figured I'm going 
to another country, I'm just going to go sell my stuff and what the money I get from that. Or if I need to, I could, you know, go to a bank or an ATM and get some money. So it's just interesting on, on pulling up the comps that, um, The one the one thing that I did ask the dealer, though, was, are you able to filter out the U.S. sales? And he said, if there's a way, I don't know, because I'm not coming up with them when they go to eBay, when they're on eBay, they have the U.S. and the Canada sales. But when I go on eBay, all I could get were were the U.S. sales. And even if it was somebody in Canada buying from the U.S., it's still a U.S. sale. But if it was a U, if it was a Canada card bought by somebody in Canada on, you know, eBay Canada, I couldn't pull up that sale on my phone. Um, I had, I had a certain percentage on my cards and I knew coming and selling to a dealer, I'm not going to get a hundred percent of the comps. I had purchased a lot of those cards or graded those cards well under comps, but I still did not want to give them away too cheap. So I had a percentage, uh, for each card that in my notes that I knew that I needed to get within, you know, 88 or 87 or 90, it just depending on the card. And all but one card, I was able to get exactly within my price range that I wanted. Um, and that one card came into play in a trade later on. And I'll mention that card later. Um, I spent the rest of the day Friday uh, just selling. I mean, that was my plan and I stuck to it. I wanted to sell as much. And now I was motivated, right, to, to buy this uh, Mike Tyson PMG card. So I was motivated to keep going. Uh, and I was there until almost the end of the show. I mean, probably within a half an hour or 20 minutes of closing. Uh, and I did really, I did pretty well. Um, I, I, I was just a little bit short of my mark, I think, on Friday where I wanted to be. Uh, so it was, you know, a little celebratory, right? I went back to the hotel, had a nice dinner. It was a long day. Put it to bed, got up the next day, and I was back at it on Saturday. Um when I got there Saturday, obviously the first thing I did was I went and visited Mike, make sure he was still in, still in the case and no one scooped him up. <laughs> um, he was there. I'm still motivated. Let's get selling. Right. Uh, and I knew it was going to be a much busier day on Saturday and I knew it was going to be a little bit harder, but the one thing I want to say, uh, about the way the expo was set up, the aisles were enormous left to right between the rows. And uh, that was great because it did not force it into banging into people all the time. Um, and I think it just made for a much better day on Saturday when, you know, the, the, the big crowds were there because the Saturday there was probably three X the people than there were Friday. Um, and having those aisles, and I would think, right, if they probably squeezed those in, they probably could have put a whole other row somewhere, too, if they wanted to. But having those aisles so big just made it so easy to be able to, you know, walk in and around. Everybody's carrying a backpack, right? So now you almost become, like, as wide as two people. And if when you get to these shows where the aisles are so thin and you're bumping into everybody and people are bumping into you. It just drives me crazy. So I do want to say, yeah, it was just great on Saturday. Um, 
I had no issues Saturday. I was able to get up and see and look and talk to people, even though there was that much, that many more people there. It was very crowded, but it didn't feel as crowded because the, the aisles were so wide. Uh, I had planned on meeting up with a few listeners of the show on Saturday. Uh, so first was John uh, on IG at Mark Ham Collector. Uh, we were messaging back and forth, uh, you know, a week or so before the show. Uh, he was setting up and I was coming to the show. And uh, I just have to read. I'm going to read just part of a message that we had uh, leading into this next segment. Um, he says, I know you were aware, but just wanted to reiterate that it's literally 80% hockey at the show. You're not going to find much football, unfortunately, which I know you're looking for. And also pop culture and wrestling cards don't sell well either. So with that said, I show up to John's table and look at his case. So what does John have? <laughs> he has all football. And he said, it's unbelievable how well it's selling. And I knew it was selling well because I could see, you know, when you're walking around, you're looking at cases and I'm seeing cards and I'm saying, you know, hey, how much for this card or how much for that card? Uh, and a lot of people were asking for football. Um, so I knew it was going to be selling well. Uh, and people were selling football. I'm going to say over comps. I mean, I'm for us right? For me, for us, for what I'm used to it shows where the prices that I'm pulling up on my phone through eBay, all card ladder. Um, these, these cards were selling over comps. Um, and the one little irritating thing, you know, about being in another country at a show is trying to convert the money, right? So constantly all day, I'd see a card figure out what the comp is. You know, I could snap a picture with alt or whatever, and I could get a comp and some recent sales. And then I identify the price of the comp. And then I have to go back and do, a, you know, Canada to U.S. conversion to see what they're actually asking. Like, is it over comps? Is it at comps? And if I was interested in the card, what, what would my offer be on it? And then I'd say, well, I want, want to pay this much. And then I'd have to go back to the phone and convert the money back again. And then, you know, know where I would need to be at. And a couple of times, you know, I said, you know, hey, I was interested in this card. Are you, you know, interested? And they'd be like, oh, no, that's way too low. I'd be like, okay, you know, I'm not going to argue. I mean, I'm in another country now. And and their eBay comps may be higher. I, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. But the, but the converting the money, um, the U.S. the U.S. dollar is like a it was like a dollar thirty seven or a dollar thirty nine compared to uh, the Canadian dollar for a dollar. So for every Canadian dollar or every U.S. dollar, whatever it is, one one goes from a Canadian dollar is one dollar, but the U.S. dollar it, it would be considered a dollar thirty seven or a dollar thirty nine. So it would be more. So you're always like converting the stuff back and forth. And I felt John's cards were priced pretty well. And I, and he had some Desmond Ritter cards there I really wanted to buy. Uh, but at that one point, I was like, I really need to cash to acquire Mike. And I knew I knew where, where you know my how much money I needed. And I and I just wasn't wasn't quite there yet. So I just said to him, Look, um, you know, after we talked for a while, I said, I'm gonna go off. I need 
you know, maybe like five, six hundred more dollars in Canadian. I'm going to try to sell a few more cards. I'll be back because he was going to be set up all day. Um, so off I went. Uh, my next meetup was with uh, at Wrestling Card Wizard. Uh, we met up over by Pizza Pizza. He had just purchased his lunch. Uh, and after a few minutes of talking, uh, he did some magic tricks. <laughs> it was great. Uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, he even had me sign a card. I thought, you know, a, a cheap trick to get my autograph, sneaky way. But yeah, uh, autograph on the card, the now infamous seven of clubs. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just a great time. Took a picture. I made sure we uploaded that. If you go to my IG account, you'll see. Um, but just great, great time meeting up with people at these shows. Um, after that, uh, I decided I'm probably not going to sell any more cards. At this point, I had some really high-end cards and I had some lower-end cards that even if I sold the lower-end ones, it probably wasn't going to make that much of a difference. Um, so I headed back over uh, to see my guy at Sluggers 55 and I said, look, I, I'm a little short on, the, on our negotiated cash price, um, but you want to look through my case. Maybe there's something in my case that, you know, we can make up the difference with. Uh, and he finally found a card um, that was more than what I needed to come up with. Uh, and we ended up negotiating a price and I was okay. I That particular card, I wanted to be around 88%, 89%. And I ended up being about 78 or 79% of that card. Um, which probably just got out of the card for what I was into the card for. I didn't lose on the card, but the card had gained in value and I probably could have gotten more for it. Um, but at that point I was like, you know what? I am getting the card I want. I felt like I was getting a steal, an absolute steal on this card. You know, I know somebody who, you know, th these cards never come available. They ne never become the last one that I saw available was on a heritage auction back in like September or October. And I was all ready to bid on it. And I waited till Saturday night and I went on to make a bid and they said, Oh, there was a problem with your credit card. You need to do this and that. So I did this and that it didn't work. I called them up. They said, look, it's Saturday. Nobody's here. Uh, and I never was able to bid on the card. It, it just never worked out. Um, I knew somebody who had one that I reached out to them um, or had a, a couple of those cards and just wanted an enormous amount of money that I just, I, I figured I would just wait and I would sooner or later I would find one. So I know one came available last week that somebody bought. I didn't know it was available. I, it was somebody I know that purchased that card. Um, and it was just so strange that one showed up again this this past weekend for me so within a week i know of two of these cards that were purchased where before that i have no idea you know if any of these besides that heritage heritage auction had sold so um that card was coming home with me <laughs> it was definitely coming home with me so we were able to make a deal i mean it took 29 hours for the handshake to happen but now mike you know, was coming home to the U.S. with me. Uh, I posted the card on my Instagram, and it is right here over my shoulder in the case, pointing to it. If you're on YouTube, it's right there with uh, with the rest of the mics there. So, uh, 
And you know what? That card is going nowhere. That'll be in my PC forever. Uh, absolutely love that card. So in making that deal and getting a little more for the card, I ended up having some more cash in my pocket. Uh, so I went and did a little bit more shopping. Um, I, I purchased some lower end football cards and, you know, the 50 to hundred dollar range and, uh, some Trinity Rodman cards. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I found, I found women's soccer up there and they, I'm talking to the guy, he, the dealer. And he's, I'm like, how do you have, he goes, I have such a, he really loves the product, but he has such a hard time getting the boxes shipped across the border. He said he just keeps ordering them and like every about four or five weeks, one will show up where the rest of them are just being returned. Um, and it, they have no way to watch the soccer. I mean, we know that the World Cup is coming and that's kind of why he was buying it to build up, you know, to kind of have, a, you know, a women's World Cup PC there. But he had some Trinity Rodman cards. We talked soccer for a bit and I bought some cards from him. So I was excited. Uh, I'd seen Jeremy Lee a number of times over the weekend. Um, just a great guy. Very busy. Very busy. I, I wanted to refer to him as the mayor of the expo. Uh, every time I saw him, he was going to the main stage. He was heading here. He was heading there. And I, I'm like, I just want to grab a picture with you. And finally, I was able to uh, catch up with him late on the day on Saturday uh, and grab the pick. And you can see that up on my IG as well. Um, there was a trade night Saturday night that I had every intention to going to because it just showed up on Saturday. I know Friday night people are like, how come there's no trade night this year? So I think someone put it, put, put the trade night together pretty quick for Saturday night. And I had every intention to go to, and then I kind of looked in my case. It was a long day. I looked at my case. I had a couple high-end cards, uh, three high-end cards that I've already committed in my mind that I was just going to take home. Like, you know, I was just going to bring these 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 cards back home with me. Um, and I had it like I was talked about. I talked about before a handful of low-end cards that not sure if people would have been interested in or not. Um, I decided not to go to the trade night. But I headed back to the hotel. I grabbed dinner. I went down to the uh, the restaurant in the in the hotel. I had dinner and I watched the Toronto Maple Leafs game. Uh, being a Maple Leaf fan, being in Toronto with other local fans, it was just kind of cool to watch the game. And that game went into overtime, so it was even even more exciting. Uh, Saturday's trip home was uneventful, uh, except for being stopped at customs uh, at the airport. Uh, because of the slab mags and it was funny because they took it all out they pulled it out they're opening them up throwing the dumping the cards out they didn't even care about the cards that were inside uh, but they, they were wanted to see what the at first they thought there were cds they weren't sure there were magnets there were this there were and i had to explain to them that they just protect the protect the cards and they said well why do the cards need protecting i said well you know they're in my bag i don't want to you know get them banged up or scraped or broken. I said, you know, you know, is it how long it takes if you get a cracked case and you have to send it back. And they're like, Oh, okay. So I put them all back together, put them in. I was done. I was across getting on the plane, heading home. So lessons learned, uh, being my first time selling to dealers, uh, at a show, if you hold firm with a price range in mind, if you go to the show, knowing that 
this is the you figure the percentage out and you know what the price range is on the card and this is where you want it to be if you hold firm at a show and i'm gonna say this was a big show so there was a lot of dealers um you'll get your price you'll you'll get get your price range and it doesn't hurt to talk to the dealers you know to go up and chat have a conversation you know, before you pull the cards out, I notice at shows that a lot of people come up and said, are you buying? And they throw their case on my, you know, out of my thing and they don't say anything. They're just want you to look through it and, and go through it. And I just felt going up and having a little conversation and, you know, telling them what I had too. Not are you buying, but are you buying hockey? Are you looking for Ovechkins? Are you looking for upper, you know, you know, higher end cards? Are you looking for some lower end Gretzky's? Like that type of thing. Because, you know, just chatting with them, you get an idea of what they're looking for. They get an idea of what you have and you're not wasting anybody's time. You know, I always say, look through everything, right? I do anyways, but um, it's always nice to have a conversation with somebody. Uh the easiest deal I made, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there with to sell cards, was to Tyler at the hit parade. I met Tyler there. Uh just he was just a great guy and said, Yeah, let me go through your case, see what you have. Oh, I like this, I like that. Uh, we figured out what the comps were on it. He said, you know, this is where I need to be. It was at the higher end of my price range. I'm like, perfect. And this just worked out perfectly. And he bought like six or seven cards from me, and that just worked out great. Uh, three, even in Canada, Patrick Mahomes is a superstar. Everyone loves Patrick Mahomes in old Canada. There were more Mahomes cards at this show and everybody saying Mahomes is my guy. Mahomes is my guy. Um, they love Patrick Mahomes up there. I mean, here's a guy that, you know, I was just having this conversation, uh, with sports card therapist. And he says, ah, my homes cars, they can't go anymore. I'm like, but people love this guy. They absolutely love this guy. Even in another country, they have their own football league in Canada and they love this guy. I said, you know, he's, he's just a, a, a likable guy. He's a, you know, proven star He's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's got two super bowls, you know, rings already. I mean, they just love this guy up there. Uh, for other football quarterbacks, uh, that were hot, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow and Desmond Ritter, everybody, everybody I heard up there when they walked up and they saw people had football, do you have Desmond Ritter? Do you have Desmond Ritter? Um, I don't know if that's a sign to come. Um, I know I talked about, uh, Ooh, I don't know how many episodes back about, you know, just low key, picking up uh, RPAs of Desmond Ritter at great prices. And I've noticed the prices keep rising up on him. So I think, I mean, here's the thing. And, and this is what I think. If Atlanta does not draft a quarterback in the draft, which is coming up Thursday, I think his prices are going to spike. Uh, and I think other people feel the same thing. I think that's why people were looking for him. Um, Five, football is more popular uh, than you think in Canada. Uh, and if I go back there next year, I'm going to bring some football uh, that I want to sell. That, you know, the, this is the time of year that, well, I, you know, what did I talk about this year? That football, the season never dropped off, right? So it's, uh, 
it's uh it's all year long i think now uh six dealers all over adjusting their cases to have less product over like 2k uh and and more in that 100 to 1000 dollar range or 200 to 12 or 1300 dollar range uh, i think it's just becoming more of a thing now uh, i think people are more comfortable with that and and it's a lot less money you're tying up in inventory too uh, and seven, something I noticed, and John and I talked about this uh, at the show, uh, Disney cards are really gaining steam. So when I was there Friday walking around looking before I kind of started selling my cards and I started seeing tons of these Disney 100 boxes, like it was like every third table had a stack of them uh, for sale all over the show by Saturday, you know, early afternoon, Saturday, most of them were gone. They were all gone because I thought to myself, if I have some money, I'll pick a few of these up. Cause I hear people talking about these, you know, that they're popular and there's some cards in there that are enormously expensive. So maybe I'd pick up a few boxes and just, you know, hold on to them gone by, by, you know, midday Saturday, uh, the show opened at 10 on Saturday by 12, one o'clock. They were all gone. If they didn't go Friday, they, they were gone on Saturday. I received, uh, while I was away, I received a 40-card submission back from PSA. Uh, so keep an eye out for a reveal video, possibly, probably coming this week. I haven't quite figured it out. I have a lot going on, but I'm going to figure out. Um, definitely going to do a reveal video of that. Uh, that's all I have for now. Some other exciting things happened. Um, we're getting on to about 37 minutes here. So I'm going to shut it down now and uh, I'm going to continue on uh, for Thursday, for Thursday and may even talk a little bit about some of the cards I reveal as well. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.